What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another show, man. NBA show from BetUS TV. I'm your host, Jay Money. We got our guy, Josh, with us. We always almost uh, have our guy, Alex Christensen, as well, man. What's up with you, Mr. Christensen? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's been a little bit of a tough week. I don't know if it's the holidays or something in the NBA, but I keep betting on teams that shoot 20% from three or have stuff like a player is probable that all of a sudden he's out. So it's a little bit of nonsense. We're trying to rise above for the holidays. That's yeah, a lot of nonsense going on right now. That's what I like to say, man. These players are human beings just like us. It's the holidays. They have a lot of distractions as well. Josh, what's up with you, my brother? What's happening, guys? Things are, yeah, things are tough at the moment. I mean, we've had some good results. We've had some not great results when you bet on an under and a team shoots 67% from three for all of basically the full four quarters. Um, not much you can do there. So, yeah, definitely at that point of the season now where, especially when it comes to totals, I mean, these guys are shooting absolutely lights out. And it's not even a case of a lot of teams playing no defense. It's teams just offensively not missing shots. And, it, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how long they can carry this on before we get some regression or if we get some regression. Right, yeah, hey, yes. Well, hey, let's see what happens. I, mean, I, don't, I don't really want to do this next part, but let's take a look at our best bet records of <laughs> – Let's take a look at our best bet. Oh man, good. We're 20 games under five, uh, 20 games under 500, guys. 176, 196, and four, guys. Oh man, it's it's tough. It's that's the only thing I can say, man. Uh we'll we'll try to do better, guys. That's the only thing I can say. Let, let's try to get to some games today, guys, and try to stack up some wins here. Um, let's go ahead and I'll go to the first game up, man. We're going to the streets of Milwaukee here. We have the, the frigid streets of Milwaukee here. The Bucks here land six and a half points at the house versus the Minnesota Timberwolves in this one over and under sitting at 227 in this one, my guys. Uh, I know me personally, I think the Bucks probably come back home and bounce back early in this one. I like the Bucks in the first quarter. Josh, um, how are you looking at this game? Obviously, Bucks struggling on the road. Back home now, do you think they can find some success on their home floor? Yeah, the biggest standout for the Bucks at the moment is the difference in their offensive numbers at home versus on the road. And at home, that offense seems to have very little trouble scoring against seemingly anyone. So I don't think that changes tonight. And the, the issue for Milwaukee, uh, for Minnesota, sorry, at the moment is when they come up against these high-powered offenses, can they keep up for the duration of the game? And they seem to be able to do enough to, to score and make it look respectable, but to actually win the game outright uh, is a bit of an ask for them. So... I'm right on market with the spread. I'm, you know, a little bit over the market on the total here. Like I said, right now, I mean, I only want to play overs on totals anyway. I don't think there's a, a lot of me that wants to be playing in unders unless there's a pretty significant edge there at the minute with how teams are shooting. So I, I would lean towards the over is probably the only play here. I do agree with you, though. I think the Bucks are in a pretty good get-right spot. So, you know, I wouldn't be against taking them early. I wouldn't be against taking them a full game here either, even though I don't necessarily show a market edge there. Exactly. Yeah, looking for a bounce back spot from the books here. Um, Alex, how are you looking at this one, my guy? Obviously, Wolves coming off a road game where they lost versus the Pelicans. They were up in that game um, basically the whole game and then end up losing it. Uh, do you think they can bounce back here? Do you think that the which team bounces back here, Alex? I think you have to lean with Milwaukee. They're always much better at home, but I have a look on the total here. Josh mentioned how good overs have been. You look If you go back to December 18th, the, hour, the league was shooting about 46% from the field. We're up to 48% if you take a look at the last week or so. That's a huge increase. If you started blindly betting overs on that same date, December 18th, you're up 12 and a half units basically. Again, just blindly betting every single game over. Offensive efficiency obviously is way up, and you know your average closing total is up about 2 
points, but your average game total is still up about five points. It's hard to think that the market's still maybe a little bit behind on this, and who knows how long it goes. Again, it's been about a week, almost eight days, maybe nine days here where overs have been steaming, and this looks like another spot. I I'm happy to take the over here. I actually played this at a little bit of a higher number last night. I'm not terribly sure why the market um, opened at 229 and came down to 227, and it seems to have settled right at this. So I'm not particularly sure. Happy to play either number. I have this at 232. Um, the Bucks with or without Drew Holiday have still continued to be a good offense. The Minnesota Timberwolves, we know, have their defensive struggles. Should be, uh, you know, things as normal for Milwaukee at home, which is usually good for points. And the Timberwolves, now that they're down to one big man, seem to have figured out the offense. There's a lot more space on the floor. Anthony Edwards is doing what he needs to do every single night. It's been really great. So happy to have a bunch of points in this game. I'll take the over. Yeah, I know. We know that we're not taking the under. That's for sure, man. So I mean, it's crazy because I can't bet totals in the NBA because I like betting unders. And obviously, with the new age NBA, it's just I mean, the way that the games are called, the the amount of three pointers that are shot as well. So um, you basically need them to have a terrible shooting game for you to hit an under or a team that actually likes to play defense. And I mean, that that just doesn't happen really before the All Star break, my guys. So uh, me personally, I'm going with Bucks early in this one. I'll go with first. We're going with first quarter here. Bucks in the first quarter. Um, you can lay the two not that money on but you can lay the two with that one on the spread my guy alex rocking with over 227 in this one uh it's come down a couple of points but he's not scared off of it says he sees plenty of points in here i could not talk you off in this one my guys so over here to the next game guys let's go let's go over here down to the streets of new orleans here man let's go eat some seafood real quick with my guy zion down there i know he's no he's fat and full down there man but uh, uh pelican sitting here as a pick i know it's like minus one basically on either side here uh over and under sitting at 229 and this one, Josh, uh, you think the, the Philly Chiefs takes and get it done here down there in New Orleans? I think they can. Uh, I think they should. Uh, I'm curious to see how they match up here in this one, just because they've looked terrific uh, sort of for the past couple of weeks now, the 76ers. But you dive into that uh, resume of wins, and there's nothing that really jumps out at me that says that, you know, they've beaten anyone particularly notable or uh, overly respectable either. So, this will be a decent one for them where it's a team where I think they do match up with quite well that they should be. Um, but I just want to see them go out and get the job done in a matchup like this, in a game like this. So uh, I haven't got involved in this one either. I do lean towards the 76ers. Again, I do lean towards the over as well because I think both offenses uh, should be efficient enough uh, to clear this total. But yeah, the, the only way I would look at it is with the road team here. Uh, I don't have a lot of faith in the home team in particular matchups against top teams. Um, but I just need to see the 76ers do it before I start backing them in these situations. Exactly, exactly. A couple of their wins, I respect on this win streak. Uh, I know a game versus the Clippers as well, and the Knicks were playing really well. They could have easily lost their game, came all the way back from double digits uh, to win that one on Christmas Day as well. So uh, I am a believer in the Sixers here, and more on that, they do get Maxi back. I know a lot of times we like to fade a team when they get a big player back, but this is one where he's only going to help the Sixers in what they're doing. What the Sixers are doing right now is playing defense. Uh, it doesn't matter who scores the ball. That's why I think Maxi won't really mess things up. They have Harden back as well. So if Maxi was coming back and he was having to be the starting point guard, maybe you could see some rust there. But with Harden running the show, you basically just need Maxi to go out there and just basically attack the rim. Um, I don't see him being uh, rusty in this one. And Alex, the main reason why I like this play, rocking with the Sixers here, the uh, the Pelicans have a much important, much more important game tomorrow versus the Memphis Grizzlies. When you look at it from that standpoint, I don't see you. I don't see us getting the full effort from the Pelicans tonight. Likely looking ahead to that huge division matchup um same conference as well versus the Grizzlies tomorrow I guarantee you they want that game a little bit more give me the Sixers here Alex could you talk me out 
Absolutely not. I'm just going to assume that it's Josh's uh, Celtics colored glasses that keeps him from talking about that nice win over the Clippers, a comeback win over the Clippers. Great win. I thought that Knicks game was really great, and I, I do, I do. I understand Josh's larger point. They have struggled against some of the better teams, but you kind of play who's in front of you, and it's been a great run. You know, they lose Watt to Washington the other night. That's always a team they've struggled against. For some reason, we still can't guard really good shooting guards. For some reason, it just is a mess for us. But I think this is a great matchup for the. Sixers on the floor. A lot of what New Orleans wants to do, the Sixers have answers for. Zion Williamson's going to try to roll down that late, and there will be Joel and B doing his thing. Um, it, you know, James Harden, I think maybe he'll have a little bit of trouble. McCollum has, has been less of a good defender over the years, so I imagine Harden gets in. Um, don't think we'll see Maxie start. I'm actually excited to see what they're going to try to do using him off the bench. I think that's a great way to slowly reintegrate him back from his injury, but at the same time, that's kind of what the Sixers need. They've needed that little bit of extra energy off the bench. Uh, you know, With all due respect to Shake Milton, he's playing way over his head, and uh, I think it would be good to kind of develop Maxie into maybe that player. Melton has been great in the starting lineup, and I have the Sixers is almost three-point favorites in this spot. So I'm with you. Let's go Sixers. Yeah, D'Anthony Melton, man, has been going crazy from three, guys. I don't know if they still have his three sitting at like two and a half right now. This guy's been going bonkers from three. And to be honest with you, I think they match up well with this Pelicans squad as well. Pelicans really like to win with defense. I don't know if they'll have enough offense, in my opinion, to keep up with the Sixers here. Give me Philly. Uh, we eat cheesesteaks today, my guys, myself and Alex. Josh, is, uh, he didn't have a play on this one, but uh, man, I'm, I'm going to give me a Philly cheesesteak, uh, maybe the chicken Philly with some, uh, with some jalapenos on there, a little sauce. But yeah, Sixers money line in this one let's get this cash my guys uh last game up we're going over here to the streets of golden state going to san francisco here guys then post those questions um in the chat uh, we got the warriors here getting two and a half points slash two points at the house home underdog once again man i wonder if the books are handing out free money here blazers laying two and a half on the road here over and under sit at 232 and a half here josh um what do you think here did the i mean warriors on the money line seems pretty easy here obviously they've been one of the top tier teams at the house obviously missing their star they came back versus the Jazz. Can they do it here once again as home underdog here, Josh? Yeah, they're on a nice little run at home since coming back after being embarrassed in New York on back-to-back occasions. Um, but again, I think this is just a completely different matchup for them and trying to deal with two very good scoring guards in Anthony Simons and Damian Lillard is probably going to be a task that uh, I think where things come undone for them a little bit. And mm-hmm. Not having use of Nurkic won't be nice, so I'm hoping he's still good to go downgraded now to questionable after being probable. Um, but, you know, again, I, you look at the Warriors, yeah, three wins are great. Their offense hasn't looked particularly reliable in those. They've been doing it with their defense, which has been fantastic. Um, but defensively, like I said, it, it's just a different task to have to stop two very good scoring guards. Uh, that that Portland possess, and I'm not sure that they're necessarily going to be able to match up to that. I think that's going to be a very tough ask for that backcourt um, to keep those guys in check in particular, whereas I do think Portland still has enough defensively to sort of at least make life uncomfortable and difficult enough for a Warriors offense that is still a little bit too one-dimensional without Steph. Um, You know, they've been shooting the ball fantastically from deep, and that's kind of what they've been relying on these last few games. The Jazz last game were in complete control, and then, you know, they put up 13 points in the fourth quarter, went ice cold from deep where they couldn't hit a single thing, but they were getting really good looks and the looks that they wanted uh, in that situation. So, you know, if Portland's able to generate similar looks, I I don't think that they go anywhere near as ice cold and, you know, they should be able to score 
um, particularly from three-point range, enough to keep pace with the Warriors. Whereas, you know, you look at a game like Memphis, for example, where Memphis were eight for about 40 from deep and were minus 27 in three-point scoring. You know, you're not going to win a game like that in the NBA unless you have significant advantages elsewhere. So I don't think the Warriors have those same advantages in this particular matchup. I think Portland um, uh, are in pretty good stead here coming off of a decent win, coming off of three days rest. Uh, where they've been very efficient all season long. Uh, I like the Blazers here to get it done on the road to sort of snap their funk, if you will, of road games. I think they've only won one of their last five on the road. So this just sets up as a really nice spot for them. But again, I do hope that Nurkic is good to go because I think he's going to be a pretty pivotal part for them. Exactly, yeah. And the main reason, I'm right there with you, Josh. I like the Blazers here as well. First half may be a little bit better. Look, we saw the Jazz come out there in the first half in Kansas as well. Jazz were up after three quarters. They basically just lost that game in the fourth quarter. Um, maybe they tried to tank that game away. But regards to that, um, like I say, it just feels super easy to take the Warriors here. I'm not buying it. And the main reason why I like the Blazers here, last time these two teams faced off, they absolutely smoked the Blazers. I'm talking about they rolled them up and gassed them up, man. 132 to 95. That was in Portland as well. So um, I'm, I guarantee – and that was when – obviously that was when the Blazers were sitting out all their guys last year. I guarantee you they remembered it and they get us some little revenge here. We know that Dame always likes to ball out over there in Oakland slash San Francisco as well. So uh, give me the Blazers here. I think Dame and Simons will be a little bit too much um, for for Jordan Poole and company in this one. Obviously, we need them to knock down their threes. If they're not, they could get smoked. But uh, I actually like Blazers first half and full game in this one. I think they get it started early. Um, that's, you got to go out there and punch Golden State in the mouth. You can't let get, get behind uh, and then try to come back from them. So, Alex, how are you looking at this game, my guy? So I'm interested to hear you say that it seems too easy to bet Golden State because it seems too easy to me to bet Portland. They're no. only a two-and-a-half-point favorite against this Warriors team without Wiggins, without Craig. I've just been, I've been thinking about this game all day. I don't know why I haven't bet Portland yet. Now I have a good excuse with the, with the, the you know, the um, Nurkic injury nonsense going on here. But it does. Everything looks like this is adding up for Portland. Dame loves playing this team. Simons has been really good. So I'm with you guys. This this all makes sense to me. I just I haven't been able to do it yet. I don't know what it's holding me back, but I think I'll just watch and cheer for you guys. But Portland seems to me like the easier side. We appreciate that uh, as well. Alex. But no, when I say that, because the Warriors are 15 and two straight up at the house and they're underdogs, mm-hmm. right? The last game, they were underdogs as well versus the Jazz. Um, and then they and they uh and they end up winning, right? So what I'm saying is to the public eye, they're gonna say the Warriors at the house, they can't lose, and we're getting plus money. I'm gonna take that all day. So that's why I say it feels like it's free money there. The fact that they're plus money at the house, 15 and two, the Golden State Warriors, the, the defending champs. I know they were without Steph, but regardless, let's see what happens in this one, man. I I am rocking with the Blazers, Josh, as well. We need them here. Um, but hopefully this this could be a trifecta spot from the Blazers in this one, my guys. Uh, let's go over here and get to some Q&A here. Uh, my guy, Mitch Armstrong. The Blazers usually play well as well when Mitch asks questions. He says, do you think uh, Portis <laughs> Lopez try to pull Gobert out of the paint? Portis Lopez, three-point pops. I definitely think that happens, Josh. What do you think about that question? Yeah, any team that can sort of space five out against Minnesota or against any team that involves Rudy Gobert, I think that's obviously going to be a really good look. And it kind of plays in towards a full game overlook as well, I think, um, where, you know, they're going to force Minnesota's hand a little bit. And you can go back and forth where it's, it's almost like the Bucks are going to be willing to trade three for two. 
maybe they get beat up on the inside a little bit with Gobert's size, especially with Portis out there, uh, give up a lot of easy putbacks and opportunities at the rim. But, you know, they're going to create plenty of open looks as well themselves down the other end where Gobert's going to be hesitant to follow anyone out onto the perimeter. So, yeah, I think three-point props for both those guys are good looks. And like I said, I think it ties into the over, full game over as well for Alex. Right there with you. What you thinking, Alex? Uh, what you think about those props, my guy? Yeah, I like the prop. I'm not sure that if I agree necessarily with the reason of Gobert being pulled out. They're playing Giannis tonight. Um, they'll probably find a way to leave Gobert as close to the basket as possible. I actually wonder if we'll see Gobert just guard Giannis for whole stretches of the game. So you might end up with some more athletic defenders maybe on some of those guys. But at the same time, they're going to be shorter players and everyone is going to be sagging in on Giannis mm-hmm. anyway. So I think you still end up with the same result of kind of overs there. But I'm curious to see actually how Gobert is used. Right there with you. Yeah, it's a tough one for me, man. My guy Raven Run in the chat says, um, how do you guys how do you guys feel about Zion PRA over tonight, um, Alex? I think this is the night you skip it. You know, we talked about this when we mentioned the game earlier. This is not a great matchup for what Zion wants to do. The Sixers are great at protecting the paint. Again, it's going to be him running into Embiid time and time again. Maybe he gets the home whistle. We see a lot of free throws tonight, but I'm not expecting that. I think this game will be kind of slow, and the Sixers will be there ready for Zion when he comes rolling through. Yeah, I'd lean uh, the uh, Zion under in this one. Like I say, me personally, I I really feel like they they really want tomorrow's game. A really, real possible look ahead in this one. If they come out flat, flat, they might get smoked. And if they do get smoked, Josh, they're probably going to rest their guys to get ready for tomorrow's game. How you looking at that? You think what you think about Zion PRA here? Yeah, I don't want to play his over, um, but at the same time, I just don't want to play an under in any way, shape, or form in the NBA right now. So a good reason to kind of just skip this one over. Uh, like Alex said, I do think that there is a way where the Sixers can probably contain him better than most. Uh, you know, you, you can trap him, force him in the, and funnel him towards Embiid where you have a big enough body to challenge at the rim there and make life extremely difficult. So, yeah, I, I think that there's a, a very real possibility that Zion struggles in a matchup like this. Um, it's one of those situations where, you know, maybe over a seven-game series he figures things out, but on, on a one-off, one-night in the regular season game, it might be one of those where, you know, he, we don't see the best of him. Right there with you. I'd I look towards the under there to answer a question. Uh, next question up, Gray's on fire says, can Lakers cut it tonight? Um, he'd never be looking towards taking the Lakers right now, Alex. But uh, what, what do you think? Can the Lakers get it done tonight? I'm not sure if he's saying just a spread or a straight up, but would you be looking towards back in the Lakers tonight, Alex? Well, I don't know if I want to answer this question because today I earned my 15 days sober of betting the Atlanta Hawks games chip, so I don't really <laughs> want to give that away. I don't understand what to do with Hawks games. And then you added the complexity of the Lakers that Anthony Davis. I mean, the Hawks are just a mess. I mean, the locker room is unhappy. Everybody's hurt or trying to play hurt. It's an absolute mess. But you look on the other side of the court, and we have six man of the year favorite, Russell Westbrook and LeBron James and a few other guys trying to put together the night tonight. There's a lot of other basketball games. There's a lot of other things to do. Focus on that. Uh, let's go, man. Uh, Gray's on fire. Go chill with your family or something, man. Trust. <laughs> don't, don't, don't watch this game. Don't bet this game, man. This, this, let's just put it this way. We didn't have this game on a slate for a reason, Josh. But what do you think? What do you think about the late? I'm, I'm right there with Alex. Though. I mean, I don't know what to do with neither one of these. I'm not laying seven with the Hawks. I'm not going anywhere near betting the Lakers on the road here. They they may have went out and party. So, look, we saw LeBron going and go hookah and stuff. Man, come on. This guy doesn't even care about playing basketball, right? He's waiting on his son Never to get wins. to the least, Josh. Yeah, I, I, I can't uh, find a strong angle in this game in the slightest. Like you said, the, the Hawks have just been weirdly overrated by the market for a little while now. 
um, sort of betting to their potential, which they're not living up to. And like Alex said, it's just a weird locker room and a weird vibe about that team right now, especially, you know, it makes perfect sense. So you have a head coach who hates the star player and the star player who hates the head coach. So things are always going to be a little bit murky in there. And it's almost like, you know, the other players are kind of forced to pick a side. Um, so I, I don't know what the, the short or long-term outcome is for the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, they definitely need to change something, though. I, I don't. I think this is a lot of points for them to be laying, but at the same time, it's the Lakers, and it's the Lakers on the road, and you know, no points are safe with them. You can give them double digits, and uh, they'll, they'll make a way to make you feel uncomfortable over the course of the 48 minutes there. So uh, I, if you had to blindly bet something, I would just bet the Hawks, but I, I really wouldn't recommend doing that. I much prefer to put money elsewhere on this board and slate. Exactly. I mean, these guys might be ready to go celebrate or something, man. Hawks have, looks like they have the Warriors on day. They head out on a road trip after this. They don't play again until January 2nd. Lakers don't play again um, until uh, they go to Charlotte and play again January 2nd. These guys are about to gear up and go hit the clubs. And um, I, I, I just would stay so far away from this game. Line did open up at seven and a half. It's down to six and a half. But with the Lakers only being six and 13 against the spread and straight up on the road, so far off this game, my guys. Um, looks like that's all the questions that we have in the chat so let's go ahead and get uh recap our best bets my guys uh let's, let's try to get this cash today man we've been losing for too long man my guy josh rocking with the blazers in this one minus two and a half hoping for some dame time in this one uh, i'm going full ski profit mode today my guys gotta play on every single game uh i got the bucks first quarter on the money line i'm laying the two with the bucks in the first quarter there guys so but we'll go official with the money line sixers on the money line in this one must plus one minus one we're eating philly cheesesteaks today and we're also going with the five I ablaze them uh, today, minus two and a half. I also like them in the first first half as well. We were we're firing up today, man. My guy Alex rocking with the over two twenty seven. Um, which game is that is that you're rocking with the over in? Okay, Timberwolves Bucks over 227. He's also uh, eating Philly cheesesteaks with me today, my guys. We really appreciate everyone for tuning in to the show. Uh, Monday through Friday, we're here breaking you down with the NBA bets. Bet US TV. Um, I'm your host, Jay Money. That's my guy, Josh, as well. It's my guy, Alex Christensen. Um, happy holidays to everybody. Let's get some cash today. We will win, man. We're back on Monday. We're out.